1: Hello everybody, Paul Wheelock here and welcome to the post-game podcast to reflect on a night of mixed emotions for Liverpool. The 1-1 draw at home to Leicester City did extend the Reds' lead at the top of the Premier League to 5 points, but it was no getting away from the feeling that it was a missed opportunity to truly take advantage of Manchester City's shock defeat at Newcastle. Saying that, Liverpool weren't helped by the conditions, the referee and a strangely nervous to makeshift back four, and you also have to take into consideration that Leicester are no mugs. But anyway, that's enough from me. I'll now hand you over to our Liverpool FC correspondent, James Pearce, to give his definitive take on the evening. You will then hear from the six Red supporters who have phoned into the show, Simon Donnelly, Matt Whitty, Matt Addison, Ross Strachan, Mark Baker and Peter Lally, before the podcast ends with the full audio from Jurgen Klopp's post-match press conference. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, Liverpool have extended their lead at the top of the Premier League table, but it was a frustrating night for Jurgen Klopp's side, held to a 1-1 draw by Leicester here tonight. It means that advantage over Manchester City is five points rather than seven. Um, And you know, Liverpool were just not at the races tonight for whatever reasons. They, They got off to an absolute flying start with Sadio Mane rolling them ahead inside three minutes and you know, briefly after that, they threatened to absolutely steamroll over Claude Puel's side, but they um, they, lost their, they lost their way. You know, it wasn't easy for them. Um, you know, there was snow, there was ice on the pitch. They dominated possession. You know, Leicester's game plan was pretty clear. Even when they were 1-0 down, they sat deep, defended in numbers, and they seemed happy for Liverpool to have it, knowing that it, it was difficult to keep the ball on that surface and there would be mistakes, and then they tried to prey on them and, play on the counter-attack and, and Leicester grew and grew into that game um, but you know Liverpool didn't help themselves the decision-making wasn't great there was a lack of composure as well um, a lack of guile and spark in the final third but they weren't helped by some absolutely wretched decisions For Martin Atkinson, you know, there's been a lot of nonsense talked in recent weeks about some kind of conspiracy and Liverpool getting a lot of decisions going their way. Well, you know, I think anyone who thinks there's a conspiracy needs to look back at this one. Um, Because if there is one, then uh, Martin Atkinson certainly didn't get the memo because uh, two massive, massive calls, lots of controversy in this game. Um, And both big calls went against Liverpool. The first one, Harry Maguire, blatantly tripped Sadio Mane. Um, who would have burst clear, no doubt about that, with his pace, trying to latch onto Andy Robertson's pass, close to halfway, would have been through on goal. Um, and Atkinson's decided to only book Maguire rather than send him off. I thought that was an absolutely baffling decision. Uh, and then to rub salt into those wounds, what, three, four minutes later, Liverpool don't deal with a, a free kick into the box. Uh, just on the stroke of half-time, Ben Chirwell nods it back into the danger area and Maguire... You know, who shouldn't have been on the pitch, steals in behind Virgil Van Dijk and slots home the equaliser. And then, a second half, Liverpool, you know, despite having lots of the ball, never really looked that convincing. And Leicester had their chances on the counter attack. You know, it really it was on a knife edge. And you know, you could you could sense the the nerves and the anxiety in this place as well. I don't think that helped. You know, I think you you saw Klopp a couple of times turn around and just gesture for the fans behind him to calm down a bit because. I think you know that is an issue you know liverpool fans want this so much you know it's it's an obsession you know it's been so long since the the club won the premier league title um and sometimes, you know, that, that can then, then lead to that edginess tran- transmitting to the players on the pitch. And it, it felt that that's what happened tonight because, you know, we, we've talked about this Klopp team being so mature and composed and disciplined. But, you know, there was a hint of panic and they did look rattled at times in that second half and made some, made some poor decisions. But um, even saying that, you know, they were denied an, an absolutely blatant penalty. And uh, Nabi Kater didn't do an awful lot tonight. In, a, in a, after being given his a, a chance in his favoured central role, but he played a lovely one too. Roberto Firmino burst into the penalty box, and then just as Cater was about to pull the trigger, blatantly taken out by Ricardo Pereira. Um, you know, replays have shown it absolutely nowhere near the ball. It's a absolutely stonewall penalty. Yet Atkinson has waved play on, and you know Pereira had already been booked. It would have been a second yellow. Uh, and and a, pen, and a penalty as well and we, we'd be here talking about how Liverpool again had found a way to win without being at their best so um, you know I wouldn't be too critical of that performance yes you know they weren't at their best but there were mitigating factors the referee was one I, I also think you know the, the pitch you've got to take that into account and also the injuries you know they had players out there tonight who have had issues in 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 the recent weeks. And also, you know, right back was always going to be a glaring issue tonight with you know Trent Alexander Arnold and Joe Gomez both out. James Milner suspended, Fabina only fit enough to be on the on the bench. So I thought Jordan Henderson did as well as could be expected at right back. But you know, the sooner Liverpool can get a few other bodies back fit and available, the better. And of course they will have James Milner available to play there at West Ham on Monday night. So frustrating, but the bottom line is Liverpool are in a in a better position in the title race now than they were at the start of the week. And and I think uh, any Liverpool fan would have taken that a couple of days ago. They haven't fully cashed in on that shock defeat for Man City. But five points clear at the top of the Premier League, 14 games to go. That's still a position of immense strength for the Reds. The Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.
2: This is Simon Donnelly, LFC jury member for the Liverpool Echo. (laughs) walking back across Stanley Park wearing seven layers of undergarments because it is absolutely freezing. Gusted not to get three points tonight. Rafa set us up nicely last night by um, managing this Newcastle side to beat Man City and make them drop their three points. But we couldn't quite capitalise tonight. It was difficult with Jordan Henderson playing right back well out of position. And for some reason... I don't know, the midfield was untidy and ugly and we couldn't quite win it. The ball was bouncing everywhere. thought Leicester defended well. Maybe, maybe Maguire could have seen a red card for a late tackle in the first half. Of course, he didn't get it and then he went on to score their equaliser. So really quite frustrating. All round uh, Shakiri, Who I'm a big fan of I think he's been wonderful Since he came To our club uh, But tonight Don't know Didn't quite do it Didn't quite uh, work hard But didn't, nothing seemed To come off for him uh, So a bit frustrating Although I'm trying To put a positive spin on it At the start of this week We were Four points ahead Of City on Equal Games. At the end of the week, we are five points ahead of City on Equal Games. So overall, we've moved in the right direction. We've gained an extra point on them and things aren't as bad as they feel right now. Let's move on to West Ham away. Let's get back on the winning streak. Come on, you Reds. Hi, it's Matt Whitty, reflecting on Liverpool's
3: one-all home draw against Leicester City. Um, Obviously, following City's defeat to Rafa Benitez's Newcastle 24 hours ago, uh, it was a great opportunity to extend our lead at the top of the table, and we got off to the perfect start. Really, after a good two-minute spell of pressure at the beginning of the game, where I'm not sure that Leicester touched the ball, um, Mane found a bit of room in the in the Leicester area, and uh, even though it was quite crowded, uh, wriggled free and slotted home into the uh, into the bottom corner to uh, to give us the perfect platform to to go on to get uh, to get the victory uh, unfortunately um, it wasn't to be um, I thought uh, it was uh, it was a bit strange the way that we continued the the first half um, it was obviously a, a bitterly cold night frozen uh, frozen pitch uh, a lot of ice a lot of hail just before just before kickoff as well so the ball was bobbling around a bit but we still decided to play to play it out from the back uh, Every single time, really, um, and it really started to cause us uh, a few problems as the as the first half went on. So, Alisson played us into to difficulty, um, trying to find a quick ball out to to Henderson that he uh, that he misplaced straight to one of the uh, the Leicester Leicester City players. Uh, he got closed down by by Vardy again, and it was sort of just symptomatic of playing the ball um, uh, a little bit too much, really, on a very slow. Slow, bobbly pitch this evening, and uh, the, the strange thing was really that the longer the longer spells of possession that we had, Leicester sank deeper and deeper and became pretty difficult to to, to break down. Apart from the apart from the goal that we got in the uh, in the opening couple of, couple of minutes, uh, but when we did have uh, set pieces, either goal kicks or, or deep free kicks, um, Leicester were playing a really really high line, so the opportunity was there to to go a bit more a bit more direct, which uh, just because of the amount of space that they were that they were leaving in behind, but we were not able to exploit that. Oh well, we, well, rather we just we chose not to not to exploit that really, and I couldn't really couldn't really see why uh, why that was the case really. Um, and then obviously uh, there was a bit of a a, a killer uh, killer goal just before just before half time. A bit of a silly free kick that uh, uh, that Robbo gave away, and we sort of sort of cleared it or or, or half cleared it. And then uh, Maguire just drifted in unmarked to uh, to, to tap it home for, for the equaliser just on the on the stroke of half time, and there was there was only time to to kick off before uh, Martin Atkinson blew for blew for half time. Uh, second half, um, I thought Leicester improved in the second half, and uh, I didn't really think that we that we did particularly improve. I thought. Uh, Leicester won a lot of a lot of second balls. Uh, they obviously got a very combative midfield with uh, Ndidi and uh, Ricardo, both of whom played played really well. And uh, they just won a lot of second balls, and that gave them the the, uh, the springboard to to launch counters uh, with quick passes uh, through or Brighton or out to to Gray, and and ultimately looking for looking for Vardy. Um, and uh, yeah, I just didn't think we uh, we uh, we cre- created enough um the crowd felt a bit a bit anxious tonight um and uh i think that possibly transmitted to to the players it would be it would be nice if we could keep some of the uh the positivity positivity and the the uh the encouragement that we do on champions league nights into into all our league games but it was just one of those just one of those nervy nights really it was difficult not difficult not to um another night if uh, we might get a uh you know might have got a red card for the uh for the uh, um, for Maguire taking down Mane with a professional foul when manet would have been through um and obviously that was before before he scored but uh i thought I thought aside from that um, he did have a good game Maguire, even if he was a bit a bit lucky to to stay on and uh yeah i thought uh Keita, Keita grew into the game after a, a quiet start, and he was really unlucky when he was he was quite clearly fouled uh down in front of me i haven 't seen i haven 't seen a replay, but uh indeed he clearly took him out from from behind just as he was pulling his leg back to uh to shoot so uh, yeah should have been a you know it was an absolute stonewall penalty but not uh, not given unfortunately on this on this occasion and uh, you know aside from that Leicester were um, were, were, were 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 good value for, for a point really in terms of the players I thought uh, Henderson did a did a good job at, at right back was uh, was beaten once or, once or twice um, in the uh, in the first half but usually when when people were doubling up and I thought he was a generally had a a really good game and was um was a was a good outlet for us. Um I thought uh Alden was excellent in the middle of the park, a couple of great great tackles and was probably the the only one of our players that was capable of winning second balls and um, I thought our best player was was Mane by by far. He was he was brilliant. He was getting back supporting uh Andy Robbo um down in the left back area. He was driving forward with the ball. He was tricky. He got the goal, um, and his uh, his passing and his little one-touch stuff was, was excellent as well. He was just uh, he was just great. So uh, yeah, disappointing results. Uh, not a not a great performance by by any stretch. Uh, but uh, still, we're we're top of the league and we've extended our lead to to five points this week, which uh, which I probably would have taken really at the beginning of the week, given that we had a harder fixture than, than City. And uh, can't wait till, uh, till we play West Ham. Hello, it's
0: Matt Addison for the post-match podcast after Liverpool's one all draw with Leicester City at Anfield. That's the first time we've dropped points against teams outside of the top six, so we can't complain too much. And before the game, of course, Liverpool were four points clear and now it's five. But even so, it's a frustrating result and it was probably one of our worst performances of the season. Leicester, we know, are a good team, especially against the top six. So I do see it as more of a point gain than two dropped especially given that Manchester City lost yesterday and lost to Leicester City earlier in the season. Having said that, a few refereeing decisions could have gone our way from Martin Atkinson, but over the course of the 90 minutes, I think it would be fair to say a point was a deserved result for both teams. It started so well, the Sadio Mane goal apparently came after 30 passes. Um, From there, though, you'd expect Liverpool to kick on, and we didn't manage to do that. In my opinion, it would have been nice to see us press on, try and get another one at 2-0 early doors. You'd expect that to be that. Uh, but unfortunately, we couldn't manage to do that. Whether that was down to the weather, I don't know. First half particularly, um, the the rain or the, the snow, whichever it was, coming down quite heavy. It was windy, it was cold, and maybe the players struggled to adjust to that. The pitch wasn't the best. Um, maybe it was just us trying to manage the game as well, as we have done quite well up until this point in the season, um, but it was a strange one. Nothing really happened in that first half. Allison's passing, I thought, unusually lacked accuracy. Um, we lacked that usual crispness, partly down to the pitch, um, but, but not completely. I think it, w- it was a, a bit of an off night for a, a few players. Virgil van Dijk, I think, had been rushed back from illness, so perhaps that could explain On his part, Joel Matip as well, only just back after injury. Those two particularly at the back, their passes seem to be uh, caught up in the pitch a few times. uh, Not quite as crisp as they normally are. Uh, Harry Maguire, of course, um, he was the one who scored the goal, typically. Just a few moments after he probably should have been sent off. Um, Sadio Mane looked like he was through when he was pulled back by Maguire. Um, but again, Atkinson didn't see it the same way, unfortunately. The goal, I thought it was uh, a um, a bit of a needless foul by Andy Robertson. I don't like to criticise him too much because he's clearly had a fantastic season. Um, he was probably still a bit annoyed from the lack of a red card a few moments earlier, so it's a bit of a shame to see him lose his head like that. Um, it cost us in the end, but there's been plenty of times where Robertson's helped us Victories this season, so as I said before, I think it'd be quite harsh to criticise him too heavily. Naby Keita as well. A quick word on him. I thought he could have had a penalty. I've not managed to see that back yet, but um, overall, I thought he had an okay game. Certainly an improvement on Crystal Palace last time out. Um, Not anything stellar from him as of yet. Nothing perfect, but there was a few moments where his Late runs into the penalty area caused a few problems. His dribbling from deep allowed us to be a a little bit more creative. Um, And obviously he was playing in the midfield in place of Jordan Henderson, who played right back. uh, I think Um, obviously an an unfamiliar position for him, but I thought he did quite well. Uh, His passing the same sort of way that Trent... And can get on the ball and, and spray it round from that kind of position. I thought he did that quite well. There's a few moments where he was looking a little bit susceptible in terms of his position, positioning on the pitch, but uh, generally I thought he did quite well. It was more the attack, which was frustrating. is much better as a substitute. I think we've seen that a few times this season, and today was exactly the same. He didn't really do too much for me today. Um, there's a couple of set pieces that he put in that were decent, but uh, other than that, nothing too much. Um, Adam Lalana as well, when he came off the bench, I thought he made some difference, but not as much of an impact as you'd like to see. And to be fair, in truth, across both halves of that match, it didn't really feel like we'd score. The, uh, the incision that we needed to make that breakthrough and get the second goal just seemed to be lacking. It's another tough test next time against West Ham, obviously away from home. Uh, but you know, 14 games left, a five-point buffer. I think we'd have all taken that at the start of the season. At this stage, there's no doubt that the Reds are still in a very, very good place.
4: It's Ross from Witness with his thoughts on the Liverpool v Leicester City game. Disappointing to finish 1-1. We got the early goal, and from that point, I was expecting us to to go on and get the victory, but obviously, it didn't happen in the end. Um few changes in the system, the formation. It looked like they had Henderson playing, playing at right back there. Shakiri came into the side. Um, I thought Henderson done actually okay at right back. Probably more first half. I thought thought he'd done okay. He was in a fair bit of space. He was up and down a lot. Didn't do too badly. Both full-backs, Henderson and uh, Robinson on the side, were pushing up, really, really pushing up. Trying to, you know, trying to get the bodies forward. But, yeah, I thought, I thought both fullbacks done OK. We had a lot of possession. A lot of possession in that first half. And, obviously, the early goal, two minutes gone. Uh, Mane, good bit of build-up play. And then a little bit of luck in the box drops to him. And then he slots it in the bottom corner. Makes it one the last of two minutes. And you're thinking it's going to be a comfortable night. They just never it never really turned out like that. Um. Wasn't too long later, there was another good uh, another real good chance. I think it might have been Firmino. And um Casper has made a crack and save to keep them in the game. But yeah, overall I thought we started the game well, we had lots of possession in that first half. Creating a fair bit of chances, it looked lively. I thought Mane had a really good first half, really put a good shift in. But on the same notes we had a lot of possession and we, we created a few chances, nothing real clear cuts, but we created a few little half chances. Leicester City done okay. They, they you know, they had a game plan. Obviously, they conceded early, but they still stuck to it and they, they done well. They settled into the game a little bit more, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. They settled down and, you know, they, they didn't cause any major threats. They didn't cause any major threats, but they looked comfortable on the ball, and they looked like they did have a bit of something in them where they had a bit of pace. With that bit, of, with a chance, they could have, they, they could have threatened us. But it was actually, um, it was actually a set piece right at the end of the first half. We've conceded the goal. We, you know, we just hold out there. I think it was in actually in the the stoppage time after the the, the, the fourth official put the board up. Silly, silly foul from Robinson. You could see when he done it, but was it was him and Aldum were, were tackling the were pressing the man. But was furious with Robertson. You know, you could see him saying, silly challenge to make. The player was going nowhere and he's put he's put Liverpool in a dangerous position where Leicester can put a ball in. Which is exactly what happened. The ball went in. Initially it was cleared out, but it was the second ball back in and you know, two people are massively criticising here. I haven't put a foot wrong all season. Robinson, and it was Ashley Van Dyke who has gone to sleep and Harry Maguire's snuck in behind him and slotted it. It's made it 1-0. Um, probably not deserved for Leicester, but, you know, they've they done OK. Like I said, they've done OK. And um, we, we go in at half-time, one all, and it's all to play for the second half. You'd like to think, as as we have done a few times this season, we'll come out the second half with real energy, real positivity, the crowd up for it, and we could push on. But it never really, we never really got going in that second half. The second half was probably worse than the first half. Um, Leicester really should have made it 2-1 very early in that second half. It was at around 53, 54 minutes. It was another set piece, actually, uh, put into the back. I'm not sure who it, was. it might have been. McGuire put across the box, and Firmino you know, almost scored an own goal. Keeper kept it out. I mean, it should have been two one. The second half, we were we were a lot flatter in the first half. I thought we didn't create anything in that second half of, of note that I can remember. And if anything, Leicester looked the more dangerous side on the uh, counter attack. They looked more likely to to go and get the winner few substitutions made in the second half you know Cater was brought off and sheka was brought off thought they both had poor games Cater really poor in the first half slightly better for the first 15 20 minutes of the second half but the game just seems to pass him by I have mentioned this before in previous podcasts I, I, I don't know about that I don't know about the kid yeah but still we'll give him time she was quiet. And he made a couple of changes, and you know, Lalana came on, Fabinho came on. But didn't really have too much. We were a bit more lively with Fabinho there in midfield, but again, I can't remember any real clear cut chances. And like I said before, credit to Leicester City. And particularly, I was really impressed with Harry Maguire. I thought he was excellent for Leicester. Obviously, he popped up with a goal that set piece, and he was involved in that, but. Defensively, I thought he, I thought he'd done really well against our, you know, half of V. Salah had a very, very quiet game. For me, you know, it was pretty quiet come the second half and he he was ended up bringing off. But every little, you know, every header, every deflection, or block, Harry Maguire was the man there. So I thought he was brilliant. You can see him, you know, going to a bigger club at some point. But yeah. Not nothing really. There was no real chances in that second half, so it, it petered out really. It was only when the the fourth official put the board up for the last few to show 4 and stop his time. There was any real real agency from the players to you know to try and push on, but it's finished one one. It's a it's a good result for Liverpool, but, but I, I don't want to be negative about it. I'm just you know, you know analyzing the game, but let's not be negative about it. When all said and done. Over the two days, the two days of the premiership games, Liverpool have extended the lead at the top of the table by another point. So we are now five points clear at the top of the table. Can't ask for much more than that. We just look now to the next game, a very tricky game away at West Ham on the Monday night as well, which is always difficult. We've just got to look at that. Go and get the three points and let's not worry about what City do.
1: The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo
5: Mark Baker reflecting on Liverpool versus Leicester at Anfield Disappointing result for Liverpool but one that could have been actually been worse I felt Leicester had enough chances within the game to have won the fixture now You can say that Liverpool... I mean, for me, there's no question that they should have had a penalty kick on when Naby Keita um, has gone down in the penalty area. Albeit, I think, how unconvincing Keita looked in in trying to finish the chance and trying to play it off his right foot as opposed to his left. Probably fooled the referee, if anything. But Stonewall penalty, no question about that. And also, there's a debate about whether it should have been a red card and Sadio Manny. In the first half now, for me it could have been potentially a red card, but I always think that because of the angle that the ball was going at and the fact that Manny would have potentially had to take another touch to bring it back on the the inside of the penalty area, probably means that when I first saw it, it, uh, my gut reaction was he's going to give a yellow card and that's what he gave. So I can't be too frustrated about that, I don't think. But you can see why Liverpool... In a sense of ease, but I don't think it's one you get that often. When it's when the, the trajectory uh, or the direction of the football is travelling wider rather than in towards the goal, if you like. And you know, people have complained that Liverpool didn't get the the, the decisions there today, and I've just pointed out two that could have gone the way one most definitely. But you forget that throughout throughout the season, all sides have things that go for them or go against them. I mean. One just sprung to my mind off the top of my head head. involving Manny was the situation at Tottenham when they played at Wembley early in the season. A game Liverpool deserved to win but ultimately won the game because of a poor refereeing decision when Manny uh, in in injury time, I think it was, I think it might have been Eric Lamella, um, chopped him down from behind. The decision wasn't given and Liverpool um, got two more points as opposed to coming away for a draw from a game they deserved to win. So I'm not a big believing in going on about refereeing decisions, of course they make a difference but ultimately football's a game of human error and you know if the referee makes a mistake you have to be good enough as a football team to warrant winning the fixture because of your own performance and I didn't think Liverpool did deserve or warrant to win the game against Leicester uh, obviously Morrison's missed a, a massive chance in the first half with a header and there was a couple of opportunities at the start of the second half as well, where Leicester could have easily um, taken the lead. And I think, obviously, there's been games in which this season Liverpool haven't played particularly well. That happens throughout every season. But I think in all the games I've seen Liverpool play, for the most part, they've always had an element of control about them. So even if they aren't creating that many chances or struggling to break a teams, down, the defensive organisation's really been, always been really good. And you've always felt that they've been able to... Comfortably look the better of the sides that they've played against. But I felt today that it was a very disjointed performance, and I think the performance, if anything, should be the more worrying aspect for Liverpool than the actual results. Of course, you are very disappointed not to extend the lead to seven points over Manchester City which for me would have been a massive boost when it goes about saying because ultimately Manchester City is still a better football team than Liverpool and have more armoury at their disposal in terms of world-class footballers especially in in midfield areas so to go seven points ahead would have just been such a boost because you always have the feeling that over the course of a 38-game season if you play the 10th, I don't know 10 times, then Manchester City would finish a Liverpool nearly every time because of the quality they have. So for Liverpool to be in the position is first of all fantastic and a testament to how well they've done. But the fact that, that them two points short after this game, you just feel like it's two points lost even though it could have been a game they could have lost. But yeah, going back to the, the point I was making, I felt it was very disjointed. I felt Liverpool were... Every time Leicester City attacked on the counter-attack, the distances of Liverpool's players, in terms of with, without possession of the ball, I felt were, were really worrying, in terms of how easily Leicester were able to make entries into the final third and look dangerous and create chances, and with better finishing and better decision-making, could have really hurt Liverpool on occasions. And it was, a, it was following on from the Crystal Palace game, really, which took on a, a similar similar pattern if you like in the I mean I've always said that the way to play against Liverpool is hand them the ball look to frustrate them and then ultimately try and hit them on the counter attack um, and I suppose you could say in terms of that Crystal Palace and Leicester are two of the best <laughs> sides at that, and I've probably the records reflect it in terms of how well they do against uh, the upper echelons of the league as opposed to the mid or lower lower ranking teams in that the, accept the, that the better team is going to have the ball and then use their weapons on the counter-attack. But Liverpool have always managed games a lot better and I thought it was concerning. And I think I think going forward, there was a level of anxiety in how Liverpool went a it. that I just feel it's, it's the message it sends out to the rest of the Premier League. Liverpool, Manchester City in particular, obviously, Liverpool had a massive chance to try and put a marker down and came up short in that regard now just with regards to some of the tactical elements of the game, I thought Liverpool really struggled in terms of centrally, I thought Leicester's midfield were first at the ball I felt that their distances to allow Liverpool to have the ball in certain areas and then apply pressure and win the ball back were a feature of the game and I do believe that he's really struggling at the moment, Naby Keita, and alongside, of course, Alden was very good again. But I felt Liverpool did miss either Fabino or Henderson in that midfield. I just look at Keita at the moment, and yeah, you you, you sort of wonder. I mean, he's sort of played as an auxiliary midfield player a lot of the time. So he's played either off the side or part of a three-man midfield when he's played and always looked to be a more attacking element of the team. And you just can't really see him playing in a two he doesn't seem to have the physicality to cover the ground um, doesn't seem to have that presence and looks always to me when he put it, well especially today because it's one of the few times he's played in the role but whenever he plays in midfield he always for me makes the midfield look looser um, and again it was the case today I felt Liverpool were easy to play against that's not just Keiter's, um doing by the way that's that's Liverpool's distances, angles, engagement with the ball that's a team issue but I do feel that Liverpool with the two players I mentioned in that midfield had a much stronger outfit than having a, what I'd suggest is a, a Kiter who still looks me- miles off for me in terms of, he looks short in terms of playing for Liverpool at the moment um, yeah, so disappointing day all round for Liverpool but again, they've just got to go into the next game and try and get a positive result, and try and... Manchester you have got some big games coming up, but also Liverpool. I mean, Liverpool go to West Ham in the next game, another dangerous fixture. But disappointment for them today, and let's hope they can move on and, and get a positive result next week.
6: A disappointed Peter here after the 1-1 draw at Anfield with Leicester. Um, few points for the match today to offer. One was, that's the... Worst Anfield pitch I've seen that I can remember. Of course, um, both teams were playing on it, so I'm not complaining. It's uh, equal for both of us. Though so I think it probably affected Liverpool more because it slowed down their quick passing, which put a break on them trying to break down the Leicester defence. Uh, we had most of the possession and the passes. But I think Leicester defended better. They they defended stoutly there. In fact, with Leicester, at times I felt there was echoes of that championship-winning team. Obviously not as good as that team, but they have some very good players and a certain drive and determination and character that I like about them. Uh, For us today, what I call our reliables didn't really have good games. People who I'm so used to Watching at a high standard like Salah, Robertson, Van Dijk, they weren't really that great today. Marnay, I thought, was our best player. Not only did he score the goal and you know, get into good positions, but he was also coming back and trying to create something for us. So, well, well done, uh, Mane. Uh, final point I'd say is that if anyone who remembers us winning the title, you don't win all your games and. So we dropped some points today, but hopefully that isn 't going to stop us winning a title here uh, with our players when they were pushing forward at the end you know the the older Liverpool teams is that era where all the players seem to have character Whereas these days characters are few and far between. I guess it 's just the era, but when they drive forward this modern team I tell they don 't have quite the To me, they don't seem to have the nails or individuality or just, you know, tough inner drive just because of the change in the times. Still, uh, I'm sure you're all as disappointed as me. Um, Up the mighty Reds and on to the next match.
1: The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. you want to take the first two.
2: Oh, I
7: have, don't see that, like I said, we drop points, we we, we we take what we get, and tonight it's a point and it's more than we had before the game, so that's fine. Is it that I'm now overly happy? <laughs> um, well, No, of course not, um, we, we wanted to win that game, but we knew before that it will be really difficult, and then it started snowing and it made it not easier. That, that The snow is actually not a problem, the only problem is if it stays on the pitch, and that was actually the case, you saw that the ball didn't roll really, and if you then have the ball pretty much um, for... 70 80% of the time, uh, then it makes life really uncomfortable. Still, we scored a fantastic goal because it was in the last third, it was possible with the way Leicester defence that we play in between the lines. And what we did around the first goal immediately, we had situations similar situations then when we didn't get the last ball, then or the last pass was not, was not perfect, but we had these situations. But to break down, uh, 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 Side to defense, like Leicester did tonight, you have to, to, to accelerate, you have to speed up in, in decisive areas. And um, that was sometimes we didn't do it, I don't know exactly why, and sometimes we couldn't do it because it was difficult. Because then you have to control the ball, you have to pass through a, through a really compact defending um, formation. Um, so that's why we had not much more situations than we had in the first half, why we had not more situations than we had in the first half. And then we gave a goal away. We, I think um, it was one minute to play, and we, we start kind of a mature counter attack or keep the ball there, and everything is fine. But uh, in life, it is like this you have to pay most of the time for your, for your mistakes. In football, it Is uh, for sure like that. Not always, but sometimes. In this case, we gave a, free, a foul away, a free kick away. Um defend first, defend a second. But the third one, Chilwell was obviously awake and wanted to bring the ball back and um Maguire could finish it off. It doesn't feel brilliant, but it's not the first time in our lives that we have won one and a half time and so we try to do a few good things again in the second half and improve a few other things. And um so it was a much more open game than second half because Leicester was now um I don't know. More confident. Whatever they changed a few things, so they had the ball more often. So we had to defend. We had to run. They had their situations, chances, especially after set pieces, big ones. First half or was it? Was it first half or second half? The the, the big header. I don't. I don't know. So um, they had chances, and so it's of course um, absolutely okay. The one one, even when I think everybody agrees that we that that could have been a penalty, maybe should have been a penalty, but. Um, I don't know why it was no penalty. Then we have the situation with, my- with Maguire. It's the, um, now the, the, the second time in, in a game where a, a striker from us of my team, was um, somebody brings him down at halfway line, and then we, we treat it like it is. I don't know where. So if he's alone, he would not be, have been alone through because mosala would have been around him. It's a two versus Schmeichel situation. If that's not a real chance. <laughs> A goal-scoring situation, and I, I don't know. But again, there's their chances, and um, had not, they had nothing to do with the situation around that. It's a, a rough thing, and um, we now have to, um, yeah, we have to accept the result, which was no problem, uh, because we don't think we run through the league and, and beat everybody. We were ready for hard work um, in a difficult game on a difficult pitch, and we got a point. Not perfect, but still good enough. Am I disappointed after we don't win a game? Of course I am. I don't bring it too much together with the, with the Man City game. It's um, I, I understand all these thoughts, but what shall we do now? What do we think? you think? You ask all. The, pretty much, it's really easy to ask all these questions, but the, we have to we, we, we have to make sure that we are not too much. Influenced by all these things, we are not, The boys are normal human beings. I am absolutely a normal human being. So we have to. We, we want to win football game. We don't win it. We don't feel brilliant, and afterwards we, we have to talk about um, what what does that mean for the Man City thing. Not too much, to be honest. Um, we have a point more um, than before. That's not exactly what we wanted to have, but still everything is fine. Um, how I know in the moment I don't think anybody further was injured, which helps us obviously a lot, and now we have a few days to prepare West Ham and then we go again, and in Bournemouth and we go again, and all that stuff, that's that's what we do, and not counting points and hoping for, for, for gaps between us and other teams. We have to win our football games, that didn't happen tonight, and so we are not happy about that, but it's not um, not more. No, that uh, no. I don't think that will change anything. Do you think? If I speak to him, but will that ch- will that change? Then I try. Then I go in then I go in his dressing room. <laughs> No, that doesn't help. I, I, some, somebody has to ask him. I don't know what, what he what he thought in that moment. I think he had the best position. That's how it is. Usually, I had here to explain always penalties, which were penalties, and then you 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 ask me all, um, well, really a penalty, soft penalty, all that stuff. Penalty is penalty. This today was not no no blood involved again, but it was a penalty because one of our players is in the box, and so it's like it is. Um, yeah, not to change, so nothing to worry about. Keep on going. the front, yeah. Uh, you had a break on uh, ten days or so. How did that influence the players? You think when they fresh or were they yeah, we we spoke about that before the game. So we had we had we didn't have games in that time. But the problem was that we had a lot of um, different things, little yeah, little injuries because they didn't take longer than ten days, obviously. But but they couldn't train properly. Then illness. Um, Two or three players, which doesn't help as well. So it's that we, we don't have problem with with um, with the intensity of the game. We, we, have, we are fresh enough. We are as fresh as other teams. Yes, it's it, for us. It, it's not a, for us. I don't feel a big advantage because we didn't play. But it would have been really hard for us if we. Um, would have played because that would have, because we had not uh, we had really a lot of players uh, who struggled for training and then it makes it even more difficult to 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 play a proper football game. So from that point of view, it was good, but it's not important anymore. Now um, they, the other teams played these games, and um, few of them maybe I don't know go in a final, or uh, other teams don't go in a final. From now on, we will have pretty much apart from one game, maybe the same number of games like other teams. Um, when I came here we had 64 games at the end of the season, played the final at the end of the season, I don't remember that anybody asked me, um, do you feel fresh? We have to deliver when in the FA or who else um, wants us to play, wherever, and then we are there.
0: Andy, last couple of guys. Yeah,
7: It was good. Um, yeah, we had to we had to find a solution and because of the and of course we thought about Rafa Camacho as well. He played in training because Hendo couldn't train a whole week. Um and um but then at the end we decided for we I made a decision for the rather more defensive At least experience on that position uh, because they 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 go for on that side. uh, uh, Chilwell is usually really involved in the offensive play and um, is um, overlapping constantly, stuff like that. And um, yeah, I didn't want to give Rafa uh, in the first game on that position then such a a big task, and um, that's why we decided for Henry, He did he did really well. uh, He did really well, um, and all good from that point of view.